When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Bernard. Steve Hukowski. Steve from Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Probably stopped by this hour. If not, he will definitely be on for car, car selling secrets in the second hour. But I do think he's coming in early, so we'll cool. see what that happens. We'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Hello, everybody. We need cars, late model cars, especially if you have a lease that's up in the next six months. Pretty much any brand, chances are about 80% that we can get you out of it early uh, with no penalties. Reach out to me at Doug at walzer.com. I'll connect you with the right people. And so, you know, if you're a couple that's working from home like a lot of us are and you're making two payments on cars and you're only driving one of them get rid of one of them and save yourself some dough because we need your car doug at walzer.com walzer automotive group walzer.com i love the fact that your wife yells at you on that commercial <laughs> Phenomenal. A lot of people have enjoyed that. Commercial. <laughs> I bet you they have. Don't look at me. Don't we look at me. Have Tim on the phone. Timmy. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? Everything is magnificent. Hey, how are you? How you doing, man? Hey. How you doing? I, uh, I, don't know what, I don't know who the hell I'm trying to impersonate here, Tommy. <laughs> some guy from Boston. Just some guy. Oh, Steve's calling for <laughs> Somebody favor. Doug knows well. Doug, would you take this and tell him how to get here? Okay. <laughs> Hold on. There you go. There we go. Steve, it's Doug Sprinthal. Sprinthal's telling Steve uh, from Sabre how to get here. Where are you? Oh, you'll like this one, though, Timmy. 
So I'm walking down the hallway between the morning show and this show. I'm going to head to the car. I just go grab a sandwich or something. And this guy, the guy who's walking next to me goes, hey, I got to tell you something. Yesterday, my wife and I were driving along listening to your morning show. And on the morning show, you said that you were went, just went down the hall and you couldn't use it because some guy just dropped a deuce. And my wife turned to me and said, was it you? And he goes, I'm in the car with you. How could it have been me? Hmm. How great is that? I love Did we lose Tim? No, I'm here. Well, you are there. I'm here. Um, cool. I don't okay. know. Did you mention this this morning? I I didn't know that Brit got hit so hard. Brit's pub got hit so hard last night, Yeah, it got burned. They torched it. Um, they were never going to. 80, 80 people out of work. I know, and they keep, I'm telling you, this might have been it for tar- Target downtown, the fact that they did it again. Yeah, Minneapolis is over. It's the new Detroit. Oh, my God, what a disaster. That city is not coming back. So Target invests millions and millions and millions of dollars in Minneapolis, builds their headquarters down there in Nicollet Mall, and now for the second time you've trashed it for no reason because the guy you thought uh, did whatever he did, had, you know, had a knife and what. I, I don't want to get involved in your No, yesterday life. was even dumber. A guy killed himself, and they thought police oh, killed him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yep. they killed himself. They, they, they were told that the police killed him. Yep. So that's how stupid these people really are. Oh, they're they stupid. Even, they don't even bother to check. Well, it's not only stupid, but they're greedier than hell because they're stealing everything in sight. Well, yeah. Well, you know, and the whole thing is, I mean, in a long time ago, I used to work downtown, and, um, you know, Nicollet Mall obviously seemed to be the safest place to oh, be. Oh, God, yeah. And not only that, I mean, you're talking this Target and Brits. I mean, that's right in the same area as CCO TV. Yes. Oh, it's I mean, right that's right across the street, yeah. Unbelievable. Luckily, they didn't have Mark Rosen to burn down because he's 6'6". It would have taken a while. Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you read that story about Rosie? No. It was, I think City Pages ran it a couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah, because I'm such a huge fan of theirs over well, there. Well, this is really uh, touching. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of Rosie's reached out to Joe Biden, told him what Rosie was going through with his wife, and mm-hmm. Biden wrote him this just lovely letter. And they reproduced the whole thing in the, in the article about, you know. Has he lost Biden his, never seen it? Huh? Has Biden never seen the letter? <laughs> Very yeah, funny. That's all I have to say to all the, Yeah, the president wrote you a letter, Tom. Yeah, I could tell by looking at it that I got a letter from the president. Vice president. No, I'm talking about me, personally. Oh. They don't write those. They'll give me a break. Uh, well, boy, are you negative. <laughs> I'm not negative. I'm just you telling you how read it works. It. It's a sweet story. I mean, both... Was it start out? You're not a bad guy it's for a Jew. Is brain a... struggles with brain cancer for crying out loud. I well, would have made it up. That whole thing. I'm not saying he made it up. I'm just whatever. <laughs> you you far you Antifa people are really a pain in the ass. <laughs> That's Let right. me just point that okay, out. Okay, let's to you. talk boating for a minute. I found a yes. A, we're going to talk a picture we're of talk me 1963 on Facebook. And, and I put it on the let Tom me say Bernard unofficial start. Facebook page. Before you start, let me say something. For new listeners, I was going after Doug, not Joe Biden. I'm sure that Joe Biden constructed the thing, but I love attacking Doug. So settle down. So let's talk about boating. How cool is that picture? Okay. Holy Christ. 1963. Those The chief motor, the boat motor. I haven't seen one of those in a few years. Wait, you said you were in the picture? Yeah, and the little blonde-haired kid. That's you? Yeah. I was five. God, you weren't very cute. (laughs) 
<laughs> you were five years old in that picture. What yeah. a great! Wow. That's, That's a great, great picture. picture. Cute so little if you kid want to see what we're were. talking about, go to the Facebook unofficial Tom Bernard chat page. Yeah. Do you think anybody's ever actually meant that? They go, you know, you are not a very cute little kid. <laughs> Some <laughs> kids are not cute. I'll say that. Well, much. that's true. Well, Some all, are new, not. all newborns look like Edward G. Robinson, right? Say, listen. Listen, like, <laughs> see, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Say, hey. Oh, God. I told you my mother's story with Edward G. Robinson, didn't uh-uh. I? Oh, God, I'll never forget it. <laughs> One of the greats, my mother loved Edward G. Robinson and James really? Cagney and all these people. She just loved those guys, right? And one night we're sitting around, and <laughs> I don't know, the neighbor or my, one of my brothers or sister or whatever. And as a joke, they teased her about this. She's going, yeah, I just have to tell you that, you know, my new friend that I met working over there at the Sears Tower is just the best person in the world. Uh, and, uh, you know, fi- it turns out that actually they know my uh, my first cousins. Uh, and I can't remember who said it, but they said, oh, those stiffs? <laughs> and my mother goes, and she thought they meant it, right? And my mother goes, say, listen, they're doing plenty good, see? <laughs> it's like, really? You just lift that right from a movie, did you, Mom? Say, listen, they're doing plenty good, That's see? awesome. Oh, okay. Toots G. Robinson. Nobody's mom does Edward G. Robinson. That's oh, true. Oh, I, 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 for days, we could go on about stories about my mother and the things that she said. Just, oh, God, is unbelievable. Well, I you heard the avocado story, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell is this now? <laughs> <laughs> this fancy food. <laughs> this fancy food. What's this fancy food? Hey, speaking of Edward G., did she say, where's your Moses now? Where's your Moses that Edward now? G? Yeah, that's, that's Billy Crystal <laughs> doing Edward G. Robinson. That's exactly right. <laughs> where's your Moses now? <laughs> you know, people don't know this. Edward G. Oh, here comes trouble. There he is. Here comes trouble. Where do you want him to sit, Andy? Uh, wherever. Okay, those headphones right there are good? Sure. Yeah, those They're headphones right in front of you should, should work just fine. You don't have to wear your mask in here. Unless you're going to rob us. Did I get one? Oh, God, is that San Severe? That is. Oh, God, only Sandy. You forgot one minor issue. That silk screen there takes part of your breathing, and you can't breathe through this mask. I, that's what I kind of thought. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Bob, why'd you do that? It goes right over your mouth, so you can't breathe. Yeah. We were going to make these up and actually put Sabre on them, but after wearing this a few times, yeah, can't well, breathe. See this right here? I got a pimple on my nose for the first time in my life from wearing these damn masks all the time. I've never had a pimple on my nose or whatever the hell this abrasion is. You and your is your is Sandy there? Sandy's not here. Steve Hukowski oh. from Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning is here. And he, he was... What, you, do you do shows with Bob all the time? Every Friday. Oh, you do it every Friday? Every Friday. Here's what I love about Bob. He takes all my advertising and brings them on his show so I can't get you guys on my show. What the <laughs> hell's he doing? Only Bob. I hate well, hello, Steve. Tim, Tim Lammers here. Tommy, I was going to tell you, I will be on the queue tomorrow with my Bill and Ted review. There's... A strict oh. studio embargo. They 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 don't want any of us talking about it early. So Is I had it that to bad? The, the segment. No, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you. It's I'm exactly. gonna leave you in suspense. I love Keanu Reeves. I really do. I like do too, him man. I do too. He was kind of a crabby guy though. The last time I talked to him, he oh, was great was he? the first time. Then he was kind of crabby. Oh, well, dude. 
You know, but here's the thing. I didn't I, 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 I didn't put up with it because I waited. He, he delayed the interview by five freaking hours. Oh, wow. Ooh. And you're going to call me five hours late and then be bitchy? No. Yeah, let's no. not do that. You're not that gonna, that's not going to happen. One of the best all-time Chucker interviews, though, where he oh, God. confused him yeah. with Christopher Reed. <laughs> Christopher Reed. How do you feed you? Come on over, I'll feed you. <laughs> like, oh, God. Keanu Reeves, Christopher Reeves. What's the difference? That was one of the worst of all time that Lastman did. What a terrible human being. But you know what? Keanu Reeves laughed all oh, the way he, through he, it. He, he thought he it was hilarious. He thought it was a blast. God. <laughs> oh yeah, the band. They said, "Oh man, this is really dark, bro." <laughs> yeah, this is really dark, bro. Dog bone or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, what was that? What was it called? Dog face or dog, something dog like that. Dog star. Dog star. Yeah, his dog star was the name of his group, his there rock and roll group. Yeah, and I know one of the other band members said to the Chucker, "Hey Chucker, whatever you're on, can we have some?" Can we have. Some? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. No, that was a great in it. No, Keanu, every time he's been on the morning show, he's been a very pleasant guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He could have had a bad day. And, you know, after all, it was for the movie, the remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, so, God-ish. You know, generally you can you, you, you can take the temperature of the interview by how crappy the movie is. You know, right, and they got to push right. it anyway. It's like talking to Harrison Ford a couple times. You know, when I talked to him for 42, he was wonderful. But yep. then it was another crappy movie called Firewall. Uh, I, I don't want to be here. I don't yeah, wish I mean, to be here. Well, like, just, he didn't say it, but you could hear it in his voice. On the way so, out, you know, I'll give him a pass. I, 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 you know, Keanu does a lot of good things for people. He does, too, yep. So, yep. You know, so I like him. I, I'll, I'll give him a pass for being being crabby. Yeah, how, I was trying to think, how old is Harrison? What, so the... the um, Harrison Ford. He's got to be oh, 70, Ford, isn't he? He's be, is 78. He's 78? Oh, wow. Yeah. Good God. Well, I mean, Star Wars was quite a while ago. and he Well, was... unless they did some CG on his his pecs and everything, he, he went shirtless for a little bit in that Call of the Wild movie, which was not that good, but... Yeah, well, the guy is still put together, man. man titties are not that Yeah, great. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm thinking maybe there might have been a little bit of uh, touching. <laughs> well, they going. did. They went with the fake dogs in the movie which is a oh, big mistake did? so oh god yeah yes. it, it really really was terrible now on on the contrary um disney which is going to come out with a film in theaters called the one and only ivan um it was about it brian cranson great cast uh just started on disney plus um the, there's a gorilla voiced by Sam Rockwell. Danny DeVito Ooh, does what? a mutt dog. Helen Mirren's a, a poodle. I mean, all CGI dogs there that talk. I mean, not, no, it's just CGI animals, including gorillas, everything. Elephants. And they mm-hmm. all seem completely real. Wow. So, you know, it was probably just a budget thing with, with the Call of the Wild because it just looks silly. We got to take a quick break. Be right back. Did you just... Is your ringtone never can say goodbye? No, that's just a... It, it goes da da da. Oh, because I heard it will go da 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 da. Never can say goodbye. Which would be okay. Which would be great on a phone. Never yeah. can say goodbye. Be, so you're not that inventive. Is that what you're saying? And, no, I'm just lazy. I okay. think it's a brilliant idea just to <laughs> don't have the time to execute it. I'm not motivated. We'll be back right after this with the family.
Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great (laughs) it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Dude, is this Robin Brower? Stop it. You do that well, to you, me every time. But you like playing Robin Brower. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually a <laughs> you do that Jimi Hendrix outro, but that's okay. Outro from what? It's, uh, well, it's third stone from the sun. It wasn't even close. It's exactly (laughs) what it sounded like. Note for note, baby. Anyway, we're back. Third stone from the sun. Let's argue about 40-year-old music. Yeah. 50-year-old music. 50-year-old. Well, no, it's about 43 years old. What, 1967? No, no, Robin Trower. Well, yeah, Third Stone from the Sun would have been 69 or 70, I think. Was it 69 or 70? Yes, it was 50 years. 67. It was 67. Wow. Yeah. Touchdown. We have a caller, Andy. You know how I know You know how I know it was 67? Because a friend of mine got uh, Are You Experienced for Christmas, hated it, and sold it to me for 50 cents. Wow. (laughs) The greatest. One of my favorite albums of all time. Who we got on the phone? Hello. Ron Gotti. Hello, it's Ronnie Gotti. What are you doing? I got a pimple on my nose, thanks to you. Okay, well, you wearing a mask, is that what the deal is? Yeah, I was, and I woke up today, I'm blaming you, because you started it. I heard you had one first. I do, I have one, it's from wearing these damn masks, but I got it. I honestly got, by the way, next time enunciate a little bit bit better, because I thought you said it first, John Gotti, and I was like, what the hell did I do? Yeah, (laughs) aren't you dead? (laughs) What's up, Ron? Oh, I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of this pimple on my nose. Never had one. You're not going to let it go, are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to let it go. Uh, Have a good day, Tommy. You too, Ronnie. Thanks for calling. Bye. <laughs> now for the pimple report, here's Tim Lammers. Calls to blame a pimple on his brought nose you, on me. Brought to you by Clearasil. Can you see it still? No. You're lying. Ah, it's all good. Bit. I wouldn't have noticed bit. it. It'll be cleared up well before prom. Thank God for that. So in any case, Timmy. Hello. He should be there. I don't hear him. Tim. <sighs> what a world. It's working. Maybe he's on break. Maybe he had to go. I might have had to go. I don't One know. never knows. Well, we'll leave the channel open so if he comes back, he can start talking. I just saw something that I want to ask you guys about. <clears throat> Andy, you can jump in as well, the two of you. I, I don't understand this. It's a breaking news, it says. Pelosi calls on Biden to cancel presidential debates. Hmm. Why what? would he do that? Why would yeah. she do that? Why would she do well, that? Well, because Joe is not going to do well, but 
It's a little transparent to just cancel I, I, the debates. I beg to differ. I, I thought I didn't watch all the Democratic debates, but I thought he held his own pretty well. And, you know, he does stutter a little bit, and everybody's going to make a mistake. But there's this whole dialogue that he's mentally incompetent, and he sure has gone downhill a lot then since the middle of March. Mm, yeah. I tell you what, honest to God, though, that the Babylon Bee nailed him again. <laughs> <laughs> but you ever read the Babylon Bee, Steve? Yeah. Oh, you'd love it. It's a, it's like the Onion. Remember the Onion in Wisconsin? Yep. It's that only. It's, it's pretty much. It leans a little conservative. A little bit. And it's a little a, bit. And it's uh, a lot of Christian content too. So they had Joe Biden uh, delivers the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Joe Biden goes, "I pledge allegiance to you know the thing." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very, very funny. They had funny. another one that said, pastor's sermon interrupted by special pillow offer by Mike Lindell. By Mike Lindell, exactly. <laughs> well, he said to Donald Trump, make sure you check under your seat if you're here at the RNC. You get a free my pillow and a can of Goya beans. <laughs> that was very funny. We actually bought Goya beans for the first time the other day. Yeah, Goya. Buy them beans. all the time. Yeah, yeah, they're good. I never thought about it. We usually just buy store brand, which... I think we're going to do less and less. You know, we're getting to the point where, you know, cheap isn't always the answer. No, it is not always the answer. When you start having kids, you'll be right back at the uh, <laughs> right, right yeah. back store the brand cheap. line. What, yeah. So what, is it, what, is that, what does that Goya mean? What? Goya, G-O-Y-A. What does that actually mean in Spanish? I don't know if it means anything. Because in Yiddish, it means a Gentile. Well, yeah, but Goya, very different Goya. languages. Well, yeah, but I, I just wonder if Goya is just a con, is a proper name or it actually is something. Let's see here. What is a Goya bean? Well, it's, they're they're like chili beans. Yeah, no. refried, they make refried beans. Goya and chili beans. beans. Is a, it's a um, fancy word company. for refried beans. Goya is no, a, a brand. brand. It's a brand, yeah. There's no such thing as a Goya bean. So it's but, Goya's bean. Goya beans. It's the name of the yes, company. Yes, exactly. Okay. I don't know what it means. Maybe it's a family name or something. Is it that the guy's be. name? Is his name Goya? No. It was Prudencio Ortiz. And. Does no, that mean smart him? guy? Prudencio means you're smart, doesn't it? Probably. Prudential. Spanish. Oh, here we go. A different word for everything. Oh, well. He purchased the Goya name from a Moroccan sardine company. Because he believed that his last name was too difficult to pronounce in America. Art Ortiz? Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know how hard that is. To... You ever seen a baseball game? But right. yes, Goya is just a name. Well, I know yes. where he's coming from. <clears throat> you do? Yeah. The name of the company is not Hukovsky Heating and Air Conditioning. I'd work there in Green Bay and certain parts of Chicago. But you need longer trucks. Not here in the Minnesota. Side. Well, you got North American Bilski. You got about Hukovsky Heating and Air Conditioning. He's got it all covered. Got all yeah. the nice Polish boys lined up. <clears throat> Hey, have you talked to Michael Bryant lately? No. Where the hell's he been? I don't know. He kind of just disappeared. Maybe he's actually working. He does work a lot. Working. He works all the time. Sending people off to prison is not work. <laughs> and by the way, I'm just talking about the one he defends. Thank you very much. Great to be here. No, I, just, I haven't talked to him in a while. I used to talk to him like he's three, four times. It's been a long time, time yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't talked to him in a while. I don't know what the hell, what he's doing. Yeah, I don't understand why, why would Pelosi want Biden to cancel a presidential debate. So I, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Does it say? I can you click on it. I will click on it here and see what they, uh, and it says it on every website. I This happens to be the Fox website, but it said it also on Newser and uh, Wall Street Journal. 
It says here, Pelosi says Biden shouldn't debate Trump. I wouldn't legitimize a conversation with him. Oh, she's trying to blame it on Trump. Of course. I see. Okay, Nancy. You would think that talking about legitimizing a conversation, wouldn't you try to bury the guy? If he's such a BS artist, wouldn't you try to go after him and bury him? That's why I'm saying it's such a transparent thing. It really is. She thinks that he's going to do well in the debates, so she doesn't want to have them. She used one of my favorite words, though, coming up in this paragraph. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi suggested Thursday that former Vice President Joe Biden cancel his three scheduled debates with President Trump because the commander-in-chief would belittle the forum and engage in... Skullduggery. Oh, I thought you were going to say ad hominems. Ad hominems, yes, ad hominems. No, she went with, and by the way, skullduggery's in quotes, so that's very impressive. That's very impressive. I don't think there should be any debates, Pelosi said out of the blue at a news conference at the Capitol, saying she doesn't want the debates to be an exercise in skullduggery. She said skullduggery again. So... That's it. There's a lot of so she doesn't want any skullduggery, and that's why she doesn't want debates. So let me ask you a question about that. Now, you know, we don't need to get deep into this, but I just don't really understand. Now you've got you shouldn't do debates, and then Hillary Clinton told Joe Biden, "No matter if you lose, don't give up." What? Well, you didn't hear that? I've, I've, I'm slowly tuning out. I, we talked about this off the air. I wish they'd have the election tomorrow. Let's just get it over. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I, I agree completely. But if I'll, there's an undecided voter out there, please call in 561-228-4061. I'd love to hear from some people what they think about this whole deal. I noticed that during, I don't watch debates, or not debates, but I don't watch uh, uh, these DNC, RNC things. I don't couldn't care less about any of it, right? But from what I understand, nobody's getting a bump either way from them. Which well, is kind I think of everybody's odd. Everybody's made it? their mind up. I yeah. think. So I don't know what the just, point of them is. This is a waste of time because yeah. everybody already made their mind. I up. think so. Well, yeah. Like I said, the RNC, the little we watched, was all just like you know, vote for Trump. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Next person, vote for Trump. It's like, well, what do you think they're going to say? Yeah, exactly. They're going to say vote for the guy that is representing our party. What about uh, H. Ross Perot? Could we dig him up and bring him back? I liked him. He was a piece of work. He actually was not a bad guy. No. He was a smart him? fella, no. He's a tiny little fella. He's like 5'2? He's like 5'2, yeah. exactly. But he had charts. I thought that was cool. <laughs> he had well, charts. This is what's going to happen. If we do this, we'll wind up here. Remember the big actually, mistake he made, though? I don't remember. Vice President. He ran. Oh, yeah, the vice president was a huge <laughs> That was a huge mistake. Yeah. But he was doing a speech to black mm-hmm. Americans. And he said, you know who's going to suffer? You people. You don't want to call black people you people. That's not a good idea. Was that 1988? When was that? That's about right. Yeah, somewhere in there, that ballpark, 88. Yeah, I think that might be right. I don't know for sure, but Jesus, it's... These presidential elections, what do you think they should call... I will tell you something that does concern me, though. I actually had to change the post office where I mail my letters. Because for the last two months in a row, I, I won't say where it was because I don't want to condemn everyone who works there. But um, I, I have mailed my letters in the same spot for the last 16 years, right? So it's somewhere in Golden Valley, I can tell you that, because, you know, obviously you do it close to the house. But um, the last two times that I've mailed letters there, none of them ever got delivered. Really? And some of them were paid bills with checks in them yeah i've had the same case i got three, you did too? I have three checks out there this year that uh never made it 
What, Never made it. When did this start happening now? Because for me, it was, it was April. This year. And it was April and then this month. Yeah. What is, what is going, where are they doing yeah. with this stuff? Yeah. Mine was May, June, and July. Hmm. Really? May, yep. June, July. Three months in a row. So Never they, made basically, it. I got April, you got May, June, July, and I got August. Yeah. <laughs> so I've we given come. up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You send it electronically. I guess that's the great way to do it. The only problem with auto pay is, man, it's hard to get off auto pay. It's yeah, I never bitch. do it on it. I set it oh. up, but I always do it, you know, every month. Every month so anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a master plan. Help get rid of the post office. I guess. I don't know what they're doing, but that's never happened to me before, and this year it's happened to me now twice, which really sucks. I, I, I don't know. That's, you know, because there are people out there that need that money. Oh, yeah. You know, there are people right now living paycheck oh, yeah. to paycheck. They need the money that I sent them, and they didn't get it. It's unbelievable. We've got to take a break. Be right back. Steve, we're going to schmooze about heating and air conditioning after yeah. this. Do we want to do, do a live Sabre ad? You want to do a live Sabre ad? Sabre ad's up next. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Hukovsky Heating and Air Conditioning. Yeah. No, Sabre, plumbing, heating and air conditioning. Um, I think every person that's ever worked for you has been at my house. That's not a good sign. No, it is a good sign. You guys come out, you do all this great work, and I, hey, it's, all I know is Catherine's very happy. That's all I yeah. care about. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the heating and air. It just How, works. So let me ask you a question about that. How do you hire? And you're the same way, by the way. Somebody else would bring Dougie into this too, because the people that work for you guys are really good people. How do you keep finding decent people who actually want to do their job? How is that possible? We actually get most of our people from uh, referrals from our own people. Oh, you do? Yep. Okay. Yep. And that, that, that's taken a long time to get there. You know, when you first start out in a, a new business, which we started out in 97, uh, you normally don't get the, the best employees. You normally get people that are not the best employees. Really? And uh, it takes a while to get people and train them and then keep the good ones. And then once you establish a base of good employees, it just kind of multiplies. You know? one, of the, one of my favorites is, and I, I won't use anybody's name. You can use their name if you want to, but uh, he's got a guy working for him. He's about 6'4", something like that, military guy. <laughs> Honest to God, by the time he leaves my house, I feel like a much lesser human being <laughs> because he's like, yes, sir, no, sir, you're absolutely right, sir. Very polite. Like he's that. phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> he goes, I hate people like that. <laughs> Seriously, everybody that you sent over to the house has done a great job. You always, and the reason I'm bringing that up, this would be a little bit longer commercial, but tough titty, is nobody ever finishes their work anymore. Whereas you guys, your workers finish their work. It's real. I'm telling you, it's really unusual now. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. Well, again, once you get a, a good base of good people, if you do hire someone that doesn't fit in, they normally weed them out. Yeah. We don't have to fire them. They just leave, and they they're forced leave. out. I don't know if you see that at uh, your dealerships too, but yeah, sometimes good people breed good people. Yeah. And uh, we've hired a lot of KQ listeners. Well, that's how we got Jerry. That's how Jerry just, came. Jerry's a great. Used guy. to come into the podcast, and he was the manager at New Hope Cinema Grill, and he'd bring in, he'd make ribs and bring it into the podcast. Hi, just thought you guys were hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just bring super in, nice like, guy, incredibly positive, and, and he goes, ribs. "Doug, do you think I'd be any good at selling cars?" And I said, "Let's see." everybody likes you, you're super nice, and you like to talk to people. Now nah, you'd be crappy at sales. <laughs> He's done great. He really is. I love that stuff. We're going to talk a little uh, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning in the next segment here, right? Yep. So I just want – i thats I'm glad we did this spot because I wanted you to know that. Well, I've, I've left you messages before. 
that these guys are just, they're amazing. They do a great job, and I appreciate it. And do we have another spot to run here? Uh, yeah, Northern Metal. All right. We'll be right back right after this. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. My daughter playing clarinet. Oh, is it really? Me playing trumpet. Boy, was that hard. You're not a trumpet player? Well, I was uh, until I got my braces in 1972. So I hadn't really played in about 50 years. I'm like, my <laughs> mouth hurt. <laughs> yeah, that all works. See, I, I have a, a AC, actually an HVAC question. I heard this commercial, and I, I, I think it was for an installer, and they were talking about what sounded like some new technique where you can do zone heating without putting zones in. I don't understand how that would be. It may, mm. I wish I'd listened a little closer so I would know what I was talking about. But Well, I'm not sure what they're talking about. Normally in a zoning system... You have to start fresh with new ductwork. Yeah. You know, you got let's say you got three floors, you got a ductwork for each one. Now, if if you can get at all the ductwork, you can put zone dampers in individual runs. Yeah. And you can tie them all in together, so that's possible. Uh, the other thing they could be talking about is mini split systems. You know, where you've got different heads you put on the wall, and each room would have a different head. And uh, maybe oh, maybe about that's that. what it was. So, so those of you that don't know, it's, I had that in my last house in Maplewood. It was built in 98, and it was really cool. So we had a finished basement, main floor, and then the bedrooms all upstairs. And we'd, you, we had a movie theater in the basement, and we'd use it once or twice a week. So we just kept that thing, no heat, no air, until we were going to use it. And it, it, it was slick and saved a lot. It was really efficient, saved a lot of money. Yeah. Basements are, are hard to heat. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, because hot air rises, and the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the heat loss in a basement is quite a bit more than it is upstairs so it's 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 very difficult without some kind of external heat source whether that's a fireplace electric baseboard yeah uh, or if you if you're starting fresh zoning the basement's the way to go yeah because if, if the house is under construction it, it can't be that much money to add a zone system no, right no, it really it's just three dampers much. and three different thermostats yeah yeah it's quite simple and we do quite a bit of it you yeah. know you get into that just uh, step up of a, a base home uh, most of our homes have zoning in them you know, what's amazing about that is that our last house, we had uh, floor heating put in. You know, the, floor heat. The, the, the floor heat in there. Most of the time, we'd have to turn it off because it got too hot. I don't mean the floor got too hot, but the room got too hot. It's yeah. like, man. One of the problems with in-floor heat, if it's using the, uh, the water tubes in the floor in a concrete floor, once yes. you heat that up, it stays, stays in hot, there. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a walkout <laughs> it basement and you get sunlight added to that, Man, it could be 80 degrees down there and yep. minus 25 outside. And, uh, and, and it a takes problem. a while to get to temperature, too, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, in-floor heat. It takes uh, take about a day to get it heated up. Yeah. My folks built a beautiful place 20 years ago. It was right on a cliff overlooking Lake Superior just west of uh, Grand Marais. And that, you know, maple floor is an in-floor heat. But when you go up there in the winter, it, it took forever for the house to warm up. Yep. Once it got warm, it was really nice. It was oh, 20 yeah. below. And you're Nothing better than radiant heat. Yeah. Very comfortable. Yeah, I mean, it is 
It is really good. And but we literally only had to use it in the on the coldest of days. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, the 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 house was heated well enough, and and it was all carpeted down there, so that helps yeah. as well. But I just I remember that how man it would get hot in there. Holy God! Well, Andy, you you that's where you, the two years you lived there, you yep. were downstairs the whole time. Did you did it used to get really hot for you? I didn't really use it that much unless it was cold. So I didn't really you know. I kept it as low as made sense, so it didn't really get too hot then. Well, you're I not did. big on hot anyway. Yeah, no. I, I probably kept it at, like, you know, room temperature. I have another question. Glad you're here, Fire away. So before <laughs> I met you, away. I, my current house was built in 90, and it had some, I don't know, I think it was a coal-burning furnace, and it wasn't really. It was an old coal. 80% gas Dinosaur-bone furnace. Yes. About 2012 <laughs> or 13, I had to replace with a high-efficiency. I think it's a Bryant, if I remember right. Yeah. And it's, it worked great. Really, yeah. really, I mean, cut the, the heating bills in half, super quiet. The old one, when the fan kicked on, every light in the oh, house yeah. would dim. So I have not had it tuned up or checked in five or six years. How often do you recommend somebody do that, and what do, you, what do they do? Well, with the newer furnaces, you really don't need them have need to have them checked every year. You know, if you did it every other year or every three years, that that's good enough. Um, what you're really looking for is the gas pressure. Believe it or not, in these gas valves, uh, there's a little spring in there that basically monitors how much gas gets in there on mm-hmm. the pressure. That's what that disc-looking thing is. That's the uh, pressure regulator, right? Well, that's a that's a little bit different. That's a pressure regulator. They can go bad too. Yeah. But um, in inside the furnace, there's an actual gas valve, and the metering device in there. There's a little plastic set screw, and underneath that set screw is a spring, and then there's a diaphragm on the back side of that. That little spring in there can lose tension after time. Yeah. And you got to have that. That's probably the biggest thing that we need to do with the newer furnaces because the, the blower motors and the inducer motors are sealed bearings, so there's nothing to oil. Yeah. Uh, if you had an older furnace, like your old furnace, that you needed to have looked at every year because those needed to be oiled. Um, we have uh, flame sensors. Those flame sensors need to be cleaned at least twice a year. Not All that is is a little metal rod that sits in front of the flame. Uh, one of your burners. Is and that, that a thing thermal couple? Or? It's similar to a thermal couple. It's a little different. Okay. Your old furnace had a thermal couple, and that needed to be replaced every couple of years or every five years at the, at the maximum. But uh, the flame rod basically just senses flame. So when your gas turns on, it doesn't sense flame, it shuts it down. Right. It's a safeguard. And that thing gets sooted up after time. And it's as simple as taking it out, taking some uh, sandpaper, cleaning it up, get it all nice and polished, put it back in, and away you go. So as I haven't done it, anything to it other than change the filters for seven years, I should probably get you guys out this fall. It, it, it's about time. Okay. <laughs> it's about but, uh, time. You know, really the, the only time with these newer furnaces, there's really not a lot to do with them. Yeah. Um, the older ones, I would absolutely, if you've got an oil furnace, oil furnaces have to be serviced every year. Um, when I first got into business, I worked for a small company uh, north of Green Bay a little bit, it was a farming community, and we did a lot of oil furnaces, and those things need to be checked every year. Yeah, I grew up in New England, and that's all there were out there, and they're just yeah. terrible. Oh, they're a mess. They're a mess. I don't miss dealing with those at all. But uh, the newer furnaces, you know, if you just bought a brand-new furnace, uh, the, the first year after you have it would be a good year to check it up, and then you literally probably could go for three to five years without touching or it. Or seven. I know the other my competition. <laughs> my competition don't want to hear that because you know everybody's trying to sell you know yeah. furnace tune-ups. But the the reality is on the newer ones, it's really not that critical. 
there's nothing to oil. Um, like I said, outside of the flame sensor and you know checking that gas pressure, there, there's not a lot to do with them. So if you would to check the gas pressure yourself, would you just take a wrench, open it up, and then get a lighter and see what happens? Yeah. Perfect. All right. That's what happens. Yeah. Pro that's tips happens. Yeah. from Steve. Uh, don't do that. Any just yeah. anybody the thought talking they were text there. numbers for never mind. Yeah, yeah. Good no, God. You need a, a manometer gauge, and you know you need to know what you're doing there. No, there's some stuff I do myself, and other stuff it's like, yeah, no, we're not going to do. Yeah. No, not going to be installing gas lines in the house. Yeah, Catherine won't even let me drive if she's going along. So what does that tell you? I don't. Yeah, I don't think you want Uncle Tom touching the furnace. She's probably not listening, but I've driven with your wife, and there's a different side of her that comes out when she gets behind oh, the wheel. Oh yeah, she gets rather aggressive, like Mario Andretti. She starts screaming at people in Italian. <laughs> It's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> no, it's true. You Screwdrivers, hammers, saws, keep them out of my hands. You don't want me anywhere near that stuff. I'm a disaster. I suppose growing up without a dad, you, that's don't you learn that stuff from your dad? That kind of deal? I, I kind of taught myself. My dad was a pretty good carpenter, and that's one thing that I can't do. But mechanically, he wasn't that savvy. I just, since I was about six, I just loved taking stuff apart and trying yeah. to figure out how to put it back together. I was the same way. I'd take everything apart, put it back together, and of course, there'd always be pieces left over. Extra parts. But who needs those? Oh, my God. You go faster without them. Yeah. No, my dad was a CPA, or is a CPA. He's retired now, but, you know, he can't he can't pick up a screwdriver off without getting hurt. Yeah. And, uh, well, I don't, don't know where I got the mechanical skills from other than just playing around in the garage and... Nope, the Do same way. We had mini bikes, so we used to take them apart, put oh, them yeah. back together, and yeah. we got it from that. I got a brother named Tony, who my brother-in-law Jerry, once after about the fifth project, walks in our house, looks down at the basement, and goes, "Tony, you're better at taking stuff apart than anybody I've ever seen." Never said putting it back together now, <laughs> but taking it apart, he's really good at taking it apart. Yeah, you know what the hell? It all works out in the end, doesn't it? Hopefully. One could only hope. So, okay, so the cold weather's coming in, what, two, three weeks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's it here. is. Tuesday. It's here. You know, up in our <clears throat> northern uh, cabin up there in northern Wisconsin, we, we've had the heat on this year already. Really? It's been down in the upper 40s a couple times. See, this is what I'm saying. And, hey, Doug, I'm telling you, my friend Nick Cook and me several years ago, Rush Creek, Labor Day, High of 45. Uh, and Rush Creek is in Maple Grove. Yeah, it's I not up north. Oh, so there you go. Uh, no, it's, it, coming. it's gonna it's coming. So what do people need to do? I mean, they gotta make sure that the heat's working properly, probably having I mean it was ninety two yesterday. Yeah. So what should people do? Well, the first thing you gotta do is fire up the furnace, you know, it gets a little bit colder, you know, just fire it up, see if it's working. You know, we yeah. say the same thing with air conditioning, because people will wait until that first ninety degree day to turn that air conditioner on and then when it doesn't work, they normally yeah. gotta get in line and sometimes yeah. it's two or three days before they get that air conditioner going and you know, we say in the, the beginning of the year, just turn it on, see if it works. Right. Same thing with the furnaces, you know, because there's a, a lot of things that happen in the summertime. Uh, the new furnaces, uh, they vent out with PVC pipe, and they normally go out the sidewall, and they're not real high up on the house. A lot of times they're only a foot, two foot off the ground. Right. And birds like to fly into there and make nests. Yeah. Yeah, I had them put, like, grates on mine. I said, oh, that's bad. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, on the exhaust side, the uh, the temperature of the exhaust is only a little over 100 degrees, and that's real moist air. If you've got 
a grill over there or wires or something to keep the, the rodents out, the moisture will accumulate on that grill and eventually freeze up. Huh. Mm, and yeah. uh, we see a lot of that because a lot of people do do that because after you've had it happen to you uh, where a, a bird or a squirrel or something will crawl up in there, a lot of squirrels and mice like to crawl in those pipes. They crawl in all the way down to yep. the furnace. They get right to the inducer motor and die. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. I've been uh, well, I've been a service guy for years, and uh, many, many times you take that PVC pipe off, and you're like, I know there's something in there. And you, <laughs> you lift the pipe up, and there's a, a bird with half the head gone because the inducer motor is spinning and a oh, fan in there. Yeah. And, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. My favorite one was uh, one of the guys we worked with uh, went in there, and there was a live squirrel in there. So when he took the pipe oh. out, the squirrel got out. That, that was a lucky way. squirrel. God, that is really lucky. <laughs> well, Melissa's uh, mom and brother recently had to have their air conditioner replaced because a mouse decided to walk across the capacitor in their air conditioner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, got vaporized and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oof, a little funky? No, not funky because it's the out, it's the outdoor unit. But Oh, it's, it's the outdoor unit. Shorts yeah. everything out. She, yeah. That, that and they like to chew. Those uh, capacitors, how much... Uh, how much do they? Uh, how much voltage is running across those? Oh. It's some gigantic number. Yeah, if you lot. touch those, you know, the wrong way, that's it. Yeah, so. yeah. You don't want to stick your tongue on it. No, <laughs> no you don't. Not a way to decide if the capacitor works. Yeah, probably not. I've never <laughs> noticed those grates freezing up, but maybe that's why the CO detector goes off when it's really cold. Do you think? I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my God. We gotta take a break. I start yeah. feeling weird, but you know. Ladies and gentlemen. What's what was that guy kid's name again? Speed Racer. What? John, what's that kid? Oh. Remember the Speed Racer was a cartoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we got Steve Speed Racer Kofsky's in studio. Car selling secrets is up next with dun, the man. Dun, dun.